Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average in Medicines. This is Ash, and I am joined by my lovely co-podcasters Nat. Hey. And Jimin. Hello. For another episode of K-pop news and gossip and comebacks and envies and a ton of other things. Uh, I want to start off with welcoming everyone on the podcast back. How is everyone doing? I am doing well. You know, it's it's been 10 months of shit. And it'll probably be another two more months of shit. Um, I, I'm not even American. And I'm so ready for that damn election to be over. Uh but also kind of worried when it will be, you know? So I don't know how you guys are dealing with that. Um, yeah. Existential dread. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, yeah. I mean, take care of yourself, guys. Every day is a battle. <laughs> I, I'm all right. Um, I've been craving Nan pizza. Non pizza. Oh. I saw. Do you make it yourself, or do you like? Is there a place you can order that from? There's a place I can order it from. Oh. I've never. Fun fact: I've literally never ordered Indian food, except for one time. One time, and that was when I was in Paris. But I've never, not in the states, ever ordered Indian food. I've always made it at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They're so far away. They're like different Indian restaurants. Like I think the the one that makes non pizza in my like city it's like 45 minutes away <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I, I have taken non bread and used like you know barbecue sauce or like pizza sauce or whatever and then you know shredded my own cheese and put it on there and it does taste delicious so i'm assuming that like a nice stove oven version of that would be even better oh for sure and this particular uh pizza it's like an indian non pizza like it's not just like pizza made with non bread it's like the sauce is like a tikka masala and like um or no no i'm sorry it's the one that i was looking at it's a tandoori chicken one and you can put cheese on it yeah Yeah. you can put cheese on it and then you can top it with different vegetables different chimichurri not chimichurri different um chutneys um i personally i know people who are just like no fruit on pizza but it can work not pineapple. I, like, I love pineapple. pineapple on pizza. I always have pineapple on pizza. Pineapple, pineapple is nasty, period. Like, I don't <laughs> care what it's on. It's disgusting. But like, I'll Blast take like, a, a mango <laughs> Okay. Hey, I'm just saying, I, I can't handle that. But yeah, no, that's really, I just been kind of wanting Indian food. Even today, I made like a, a shrimp curry. So for dinner. Yeah. So I don't know. I've been like in a Indian food kind of kick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really it. You know, just living what about? Life. Yeah, what about you, Ash? Uh, I've been busy. I've been on a, a fitness kick. Um, I've kind of come to a conclusion that I'm going to get the quarantine weight off by hell or high water, and so I got a personal trainer. And I'm also taking 
uh, fitness classes. So I'm getting up at like five. Well, the classes are like at six in the morning. And so I'm actually getting up in the morning and going to the YMCA and taking classes and hoping that like it all culminates in a fitter, healthier me down the line. So I've been spending lots of time at the Y. Okay. So I'm enjoying it. That's good. I also came to that conclusion <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of this month. I was like, whoa, girl, time to work out. Um, so what <laughs> <laughs> cut me off? I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to <laughs> net cut me off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no. That's good though. I feel like uh have fun. I've been working out too. So it'll be fun and interesting. Um have you been eating uh like do you eat meat, Ash? Yeah, I do. I don't eat a lot of meat, but I do eat. You're it. not a vegetarian. No. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm waiting to see where this is heading as well. I'm very, very anxious. I'm very anxious to see you. know what? Why don't we just talk about what's been on our playlists lately? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What have we all been listening to? Oh, I was gonna let Jimin go so I can cut oh. her off. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, Ash, you go first. Well, I've been listening to um, a lot of. I've been trying to discover new pop music, so I've been listening to a lot of new people um, that I wasn't. I mean, they're probably not, like, new-new, but just new, like, as in, like, I didn't know about them before. Or I had maybe kind of heard of them and didn't really know about them until, like, I listened to them. So, like, I remember hearing her name before, but, like, uh, Madison Beer, um, Ava Max, uh, Max, he's a new guy, um... And just some other folks, uh, Lil Mix came out with a new song, and they're hosting the MTV EMAs. So I'm excited about that for them, and they're performing. So, yeah, I've been listening to their new song, and they have an album coming out soon, so I'll be getting that. And as far as K-pop is concerned, the only group that I've really been listening to surprisingly is I was listening to um, some stuff off of uh, Red Velvet's discography. So mostly stuff from Perfect Velvet, but some of their other cuts too, of course, Nat, Body Talk, that is like (laughs) their best song. And um, some of their other stuff from I was surprised. I forgot that they had some decent stuff off of the Red. Um, I don't usually like their Red albums, but that first one has some decent, like, deep cuts. So, yeah, just been listening to some stuff by them. Jimin? 
Girl, I'm busy. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have actually made some playlists. I I am one of those people who has like a billion playlists on my Apple Music, and they all are titled, of course. So I've been sort of just switching between my Girls Aloud playlist and my Saturday the Saturdays playlist and the Girls Generation playlist. So I've been sort of playing around with those three. And then like Kevin Garrett, I listen to very, very regularly. And I have really loved Taylor Swift's song Cardigan. So I've been listening to that a lot. And then in terms of K-pop, I have been, I listened to Luna's new album and I really, really love the song Voice and the English version of it, which is, I believe, called Star. I have to pull it up. Luna has this a new is, album? Luna, yeah. Came out a couple of days ago. I thought it was just the song. Okay, I'm going to have to look into that because that song was not good for me. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Why Not, but Voice and then like the English version called Star, such a gorgeous song. It's my favorite song um, on the album and it's one of my favorite songs from them in a, a very long time. And I've been listening to some of new, Crush's new song stuff because he also dropped an album. And I like his song with Tian. It's very chill, I would say. Uh, so in terms of K-pop, I've been listening to those two more regularly. Everything else is just like, you know, sort of getting caught up in comebacks because there's been so many. That's kind of like been the other sort of... Um, um, avenue, I guess, for the K-pop stuff. Not a lot of stuff that I can think of that really stuck with me so much, but we'll see. Oh, and Little Mix. I did listen to some of the stuff off Confetti, um, which is their new album. And um, I do really like Holiday so far. <laughs> um, on that album, I just think it's like the perfect song. Uh, but I did like Not a Pop Song, I think is what it's called. The newest one that they dropped. I don't know if it's that one or happiness, but I really like those ones too. So I'm excited. Okay, well, that, that was pretty interesting. Um, in terms of what I have been listening to, I've actually been listening to a lot of K-pop. Um, I've been listening to specifically TXT and Super M. Um, I've been listening to and ATs, but not <laughs> only one song. <laughs> uh, one day at a time. I've been listening to Temmie's Clockwork. I still love that song so much. Uh, TXT, they have a song called Can't You See Me that we listened to a while ago on here. And I don't know where that song went after we listened to it, but then I rediscovered it. And yeah, I can't stop listening to it. And they also have a song called Can't We Just Leave the Monster Alive that I really adore. Um, so I've been listening to that. Let's see what else. Um, of course, you know, the the main Super M songs, Big Chance, Infinity. Um, those are kind of forever playlist type songs. Um, and then I've been listening, <laughs> uh, oddly and kind of randomly, I've been listening to Red Flavor, uh, mostly because I have been picking up, um, I decided to work out to music again, I guess. I don't know. I haven't really worked out consistently in a long time. I <laughs> And so now that I'm back to it, um, I just needed to spice up my playlist. Because you know, like when you hear a song over and over, 
Like, do you guys ever have it happen to you where like you hear a song so much that like it starts to burn out? Very, like it can burn out very quickly, no matter how good it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I yeah. feel like when I was working out consistently and I would listen to the same song over and over, like it will burn out too quickly. So I needed to mix up my playlist. Um, and I didn't want that to happen this time. So I added Red Flavor into my playlist, um, my workout playlist. Um, and then, yeah, that's mostly what I've been listening to. I've been listening to Pink Sweats in terms of Western music. Um, there's a song that played while I was doing something earlier, running in Aaron, and I heard a song by, I want to say it was by Harry Styles. I don't know, though. It sounded like him. It was a good song, and I'm trying to find it. Um, so if you know a, of a song that is kind of new by Harry Styles, let us know. Was it watermelon? I've never actually heard it. I just know it's really popular. I know yeah. too, but I, I, I've never heard it, so I don't know. Um, also, Touched by NCT. Um, but yeah, oh, that's... Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. You don't even know that song. No, I do. That's the one they had that music videos for, right? That wholesome one where Mark Mark was in that beige sweater and it was like really fall colors. Wasn't that the music video for that song? No, no. Uh, Touch was like very colorful, almost very pink. Touch by uh, NCT. I'm, I'm looking it up. OK, no, it's still the song that I was thinking of. Maybe I had the color palette off, but there were like a lot of browns in there and stuff. Yeah, but that was like that wholesome video that they came out with, which was very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it was it was different from everything else they were coming out with at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's mainly it. I tried to listen to more Blackpink after we reviewed the album. Um, yeah, I tried, and um, but yeah, that's really been the main things. I can't can't think of anything else. So yeah. Anyway, well, speaking of now playing in our playlists, what there, you know, there's going to be a lot of comebacks um, in the next couple of weeks. And there have already been a lot of comebacks in October. Of course, we know Blackpink came back, um, Super M. But, um, you know, looking, we have a couple of comebacks to look forward to. Some that kind of recently came out within the past couple of days. Like I know Luna just came back. I haven't listened to that album as mentioned earlier. Um, and then we talked about Crush and Taeyeon, um, and then Don and Jesse. <laughs> um, Luna. Did I say Luna already? Yeah. Luna NCT NCT came back. I was not impressed, but you know, uh, and then mama Moo's coming back with their song Dinga. Yeah. Dinga. Okay. Um I don't I don't even want to know what it sounds like. <laughs> um CL is coming back. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's on Weverse now. So Yeah, but is she like actually coming back with them? Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be but out I think later this week maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then TXT I'm looking forward to that. Their comeback, 17. What about any any of these comebacks you guys looking forward to? I mean, we got Mino, Black Swan, Golden Child, which is Nat's favorite group. <laughs> they actually already came back, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'll show you how much I paid attention to Golden Child. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're good. They're good. All right, well, well, I mean, since you already, you know, they already came back, have you listened to their 
I haven't had a chance to. I thought that would be something that'd be kind of cool to do, like for um, a mini like album or review. Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. Um, okay, just well, because we we haven't really had a lot of, I feel like chances to really get into their discography the same way, yeah. you know. So I thought it'd be kind of cool, like we we could pay more attention to I think like newish groups so that'd be kind of cool to do since we always talk about them but they're still kind of like a new group I don't know yeah um, but yeah they came out yeah this month with Puff It Up so um, I haven't listened to anything from Go Child this year so or no this yeah. back, so we'll see okay well yeah. uh you know if you're listening stay tuned for that we're apparently gonna be doing a Golden Child album review so if you want to yeah. hear that uh we'll be probably putting that up on Patreon coming soon so yeah, absolutely. And um, I've listened to some of the Mamamoo song. So Dinga is not pronounced the way that we thought it would be pronounced. It's not Dinga? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, is, Dinga? It, it is like Tinga kind of thing. Oh, Tinga. Um, yeah, but it's not like, like when I read it, I was like, wait. I thought it was like another one of those Dinga situations, you know, that <laughs> K-pop artists tend to do. But um, yeah, it looks like Dinga. <laughs> you never know, okay? You never know about these fair, things. And, and Mamamoo, it does have a history. They do. You know, so. I'm not going to take that away from you. Yeah, but I was very happy to see that it wasn't that. So that's great. Twice's comeback looks very good. It's supposed to be on the 26th. So it's going to be next week. I'm very excited about it. I, I have like twice hasn't come back in a couple years. <laughs> Even though it like feels that way, actually, right? you know, because you're so used to them coming out with something so often that it's just kind of it feels like there's been a dearth of content from them. So yeah, because they normally have like um an early, you know, like January, February, Marchish comeback, and then they have a summer comeback, and then they have like a fall sort of like Halloween, November-ish comeback. Um, but they only had more and more this year. Yeah, yeah. But they only had more and more this more year. More. So yeah. Yeah. So technically, they only had like this is a slow year for them. It seems. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> but, if they're starting to slow down and get married. Um, they've only not been around for like five years. I mean, <laughs> they're not like <laughs> I just said. That's probably a jump. <laughs> What if that? What if uh, twice decides to enlist? <laughs> that would be like it would be. It would actually kind of be uh, a moment for Korean feminism if twice enlists and BTS doesn't. Yeah, that would absolutely. Be if they took their spot and allowed um, BTS to bring in more revenue into Korea. Yeah, because it's not like uh, it's not like you know women aren't allowed to enlist in the South Korean military. They just don't have to. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of wanting to see that now. I'd be very interested to see female idols into the military and see, like, just their daily activities. Because these male idols don't be doing nothing. They just be like singing <laughs> and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> not, not if you're Minho from Shiny. No, he actually works. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear too? He's going to stay longer than he needs to. Um, he had like a dearth of like um, vacation time that he hadn't used. And so he could have left early if he had chose to. But he decided he wanted to stay and train new recruits. He's so annoying. <laughs> like, come on now. I mean, you know, preserve your country. Do what you yeah. need to do. But like, ciao. That is such a classic Minho move. Yeah. Oh, man. But okay, comebacks. Sure. Comebacks, <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited for Minnow, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I love Minnow. 
military zoo? Sorry? Doesn't he need to go to the military zoo? Isn't he? Yeah. Someone, one of the members of, of, um, shoot, Winner. I was like, wait, I haven't, oh, I haven't listened to a song from Winner in so long. Yeah, one of the members of Winner did enlist this year or said he was going to enlist this year. Uh, it wasn't Minnow. I think it was like Sungyun. Sungyun? Yeah, I think he might have been the one. Yeah. No. Okay. So, ba- so basically, like, but Minnow, yeah, Minnow's going to have to go soon as well, too, because he's a 93-er. Yeah, he's 27. He's getting old. Uh, but <laughs> winner Ameno is going to drop another album, like full album. So I'm ex- very excited about that. And CL is going to be dropping a song, and she's on Weverse, so she is. You know, this is like an official official release, and I guess to tie it in as well um, with, I guess our topic, so we can scratch it off. M- Minzy also set up a new agency for herself and her sister, so she should probably be dropping some music soon as well too. Um, now that she's no longer in whatever drama she was in with the agency she had signed with afterwards, because there were like a lot of problems there as well. And Dawn dropped a song with Jesse. Um, I think it's called like did it did it or something like that. But I mean, everybody only knows it about that as a song where Jesse goes, Hey Dawn, what's going on? And that's actual like the lyrics in the song, and that's how she sings it or raps it or whatever. It's very strange but very catchy. So I can't remember anything else from the song but that line. And- I'm wondering about Jessie. Yeah. She's all popping up all over the place. She's really making money moves out here. She's really popular in Korea. Um, people shit. love her for her honesty. Like, I used, like, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate Jessie or anything like that. But um, before when I was more inclined to to, to see her, you know, on these shows, these, these green variety shows and stuff like that, she's very... She's very entertaining and she also is like very fresh because she's very honest. Like she talks about, you know, her, her breast augmentation. She talks about money. She talks about things and she's not afraid to like, you know, speak her mind in a lot of ways. So it was very refreshing to see that on variety. And now she's, yeah. No, no, I was gonna say now she has a show, like her own YouTube kind of interview style kind of show. That's also very popular. Um, Sunny was on it. Uh, a member of All oh My Girls was on it. Like a lot of people have been on it. Uh, yeah. So she's and then she is also at the top of the chart now with that song she has with Fasa uh, and um, um, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Um, and um, Lee Hyori. So like they, she is definitely like this is like a very big year for Jesse right now. And she signed to size agency with Don and and um. Um, yeah. Kiana. So basically, it's like it's like a family thing, and I, I think they're taking advantage of that, you know, which is smart. Because well, yeah. Well, as we'll find out later, Jesse has uh, a lot of friends and a lot of strange places, friends that you would not expect. But I just think it's interesting. I think it's interesting how she's able to maneuver her way around this industry and. And despite her being sort of the antithesis of what people kind of expect out of their idols, which I can't, do you consider Jesse an idol? I don't. I don't at all. No. Yeah, I don't. She's not. She actually she, tried to be though. She was. She was like a trainee, um, right? And, and she interacts a lot with idols too. She has like a yes. lot of connections to that industry that I feel um, it's kind of similar to Jay Park. And that's yeah. even though the park actually, of course, was in a group, but um, 
But okay, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I do know the hey Don was going on. So. <laughs> um, what about you, Ash? Any of these comebacks looking interesting to you? Anything that you you are just excited to hear and see? Mm. <laughs> okay. uh, I well, I haven't seen Black Swan, so I'm kind of interested to see how that's looking. Cause... Oh, girl, this is the same song they've been performing since Alex left. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. <laughs> except, except if Alex, if this had been a comeback with Alex, she would have been missing like the whole time, and she would have just popped in for her rap. She's like <laughs> in the back of the stage. And then when the rap comes up, that's what she's allowed on the stage, you know? Well, There's I guess a difference. it could be seen as more progressive that they're actually letting the black girl be a part of the choreography and everything now. Yeah, she's a full-fledged yeah, we'll, member. We'll definitely see it later. And we'll definitely be able to talk about it uh, in more detail and more depth. Yes. Um, and I'm very excited and curious to see what Ash is going to say about it because it is... Uh, I don't even know the words to describe it. It kind of, honestly, it kind of reminds me of that one Sistar song, I think. Whether um, in the red dresses. No, alone. I'm talking about the MV. Alone. Oh, yeah. Alone? Is that what it is? It's Alone, yeah. Yeah, it, the MV reminds me of that MV. Mm. So, not the song. I don't, the songs don't sound alike. Um, but the MV. So I, I'm just kind of curious to see what your thoughts will be on it, Ash. When we okay. actually watch it, so... Anything yeah. else, though? I mean, other than Black Swan, or anything that we maybe haven't talked about that? Okay, so um, we did discuss P1 Harmony um, because one of the members is Canadian and Canadians <laughs> cannot be racist. That is facts, actually. So, um, definitely, as a sidebar, um, check out what's going on in Nova Scotia and all yeah. the white people like terrorizing the indigenous people on that yeah. in that province right now um and then come back and tell me that canadians cannot be racist yeah by the anyway, way you that was a uh, sarcasm on my end yes oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> okay knowing that she would take it seriously though bringing him back uh, but time, i did watch we can, we can have a button where we click it and it just says that's net for you that would be i would like that <laughs> like the like 80s sitcoms i'd like that Okay, sorry. <laughs> been good today. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyways, <laughs> P1 Harmony is dropping uh, their, they dropped a teaser for Siren, which is going to be their initial, official release, I believe. It comes out uh, October 28th. And I actually thought it was kind of cool. It looked good, to be honest. So I am... Going to see how that turns out. I, I haven't really gotten into any news this year so much. So I'm kind of interested in seeing what the next generation of K-pop uh, idols has to bring to the table. And then um, Crush, his album's pretty good. It's very chill. Um, he has a nice voice. He's going to enlist soon too. So I guess this is the last thing from him so for a while. And uh, the song with Tian is cute. I don't think it's their best song, but it's cute. So I, I think that definitely it's it's made for this weather, you know. Um, so I definitely think that you should try it. Check it out. Bring your um, stress down for sure. Because <laughs> so, it is a very chill album. Will hopefully help you forget, you know, the world for a bit. So, yeah, that's it. Me. All right. Let's get to some news, shall we?
First up, JYP recently issued a new statement on some bullying allegations made against GOT7's Young Jay after meeting with his accuser in person. This all started on October 20th when someone posted on an online community claiming to have been a victim of school violence perpetrated by Young Jay during his time in Mokpo Technical High School. Um, multiple Korean news outlets pointed out factual inconsistencies in the post, such as the claim that the author was in the same class as Young Jay in their second and third year of high school, when Young Jay had actually transferred to a high school in Seoul during his first year in order to prepare for his debut with GOT7. The post has since been deleted. Um, the next day, JYP released a statement explaining Young Jay's side of the story and announcing that they had reached out to the author of the post in order to verify the details of their claims. And then on October 22nd, JYP Entertainment released a new statement after meeting with the author of the post in person, um, asserting that the accuser had not been able to provide any evidence to support their claims and warning that they would be taking legal action against the spreading of false rumors about their artist in the future. So, yeah, I did remember seeing a little bit about this and apparently, allegedly, because I, I got this information secondhand, so I don't know if it is true or not, but the student in question was disabled. Um, that's what I read, uh, someone wrote that the student was disabled and, you know, when this first got out, there was, you know, a lot of, you know, kind of consternation about that. But it seems because of the inconsistencies and everything in the story that, you know, it looks like that this maybe probably most likely didn't happen or it the story entire story isn't being told i mean at the very least ayp is threatening legal action so um it it appears that there's very little ground here for what this person this accuser is um alleging so yeah um, any thoughts on this? Uh, well, I do agree that it does look like this situation didn't happen or it didn't happen in the way that it had been introduced. And that is basically based on the inconsistency so far. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either of these people to, to say for sure, but if you're going to go by the facts like about him and this gentleman or this person not actually even being in the same school at the time that this person said that the incident had occurred, it just shouts like they, they knew each other. Maybe the history is not so great. And that's why this has been reported in the way that it has been, you know, hoping for maybe bad press. And so it is unfortunate, especially since Korea and Koreans don't play with 
um, defamation, <laughs> uh, regardless of if you think you can hide, you know, online <laughs> from that, you, you can't basically. Uh, so it is unfortunate that now JYP is probably going to take legal action against this person. And I don't, if, I don't know if there is some sort of um, handicap, I guess, or um, with this, this person to save how that could affect their lives from here on. I mean, I don't think it's going to do anything for um, Young Gray, to be honest. So I'm hoping that they can kind of end it here in some way and just sort of, sort of move on from it. But it is kind of crazy that being a bully or being accused of being a bully could literally like devastate a career. You know, if, if there's enough quote unquote evidence against the idol, it's, very juvenile I think but you know whatever <laughs> um but yeah that's it all right next up sea and blue renews their contract with FNC entertainment uh on October 21st FNC entertainment announced that the three remaining members had renewed their contracts with the agency and that CM Blue have planned to make a group comeback with a new album by the end of the year. If you don't remember, the fourth member, Lee Jong-hyun, um, was caught up in... Was he part of the Mocha cam scandal? He was part of the Burning Sun scandal. Burning Sun, yes. The, yeah, so. the Mocha chat room there. Yeah. Yeah. So he is currently, was he arrested for that? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. He was. He was one of the people who had like a really shitty, I say shitty because it's really low um, probation, I think, sentence. I don't, I don't know if they are even going to end up doing any time, to be honest, um, or if it's just going to be sort of like these suspended probation um, sentences. But he's also, I think, in the military now. And he's, um, yeah, I think he is in the military at this moment. So we'll see. So that, make, that makes sense. But yeah, so he was subsequently released from FNC Entertainment after that, after the whole thing happened. So now the other members of CM Blue have moved on. Oh, he's he's out this year. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Any thoughts on CM Blue or the new trio that's come out of? I'm excited. I've, like, I feel like CM Blue and FT Island, like, they're kind of the same thing to me. <laughs> I know they're not the same group, but they are kind of the same group. In, in yeah, head, so. I get what you mean. Uh, <laughs> so, and I really do like, you know, the day six, you know, I like, I like that vibe. So I'm kind of excited to see how they are how this is connected but i i'm seeing here that the real like he had two different um like actual scandals in august of last year he departed after he sent inappropriate messages to a youtuber um so that's actually when he departed sin blue it wasn't even the burning sun scandal that had him leave it was I guess it was it was kind of connected because after this controversy with the YouTuber came up, it brought renewed attention to Burning Sun. So he was 
probably skating under the line there with the Bernadette. And because, you know, like Jung Joo Young and like, um, um, what's his face from, from Big Bang, whose name I've already forgotten, um, Sungri, like they have, um, like they're the big names in this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess he was able to sort of like, you know, skate under the line until he decided to be a weirdo, I guess, and send messages to a YouTuber. And that's what um, brought that up. But he also had like his insider trading stuff too. So this guy is just riddled with scandals. Actually, <laughs> 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 like, like you know, when a group is usually clean, and then there's like one member who has all the scandals. <laughs> that's what's going on here. <laughs> but. Yeah, for for Jung Young Hwa, I really do like him, so I'm I'm definitely gonna be interested in in what Seen Blue has to bring forward. So, yeah. All right. Next, BTS will have a drama based on their lives as a group. It will be called Youth, and it's scheduled to premiere in 2021. And apparently the characters will have the same names, but they will have fictional narratives with various stories that will be told through metaphors and symbolisms. Uh, the, The characters will have the same background as the BTS characters in the... Um, I don't know what this what this is. I think it has something to do with Weverse, maybe. I don't know. The HYYH series. Jimin, do you know what that is? Hey, why did I have to be the one to get called out on that one? <laughs> that is actually one of their albums, I believe, if oh. not a series of their albums. It's it's called Young Forever in English. Hold on, oh. let me make sure uh it's yep yep yes i believe yes so um (laughs) i don't know have you ever seen that uh that gif of um no it's not young forever yes it is it's it's that's not what it's called it's uh the most beautiful moment in life um and it's uh hyyh is the korean version the korean translation of the most beautiful moment in in life and it's um like a a series of albums basically um from their like it was the era right before wings i think is there like a a storyline that's going through yeah so the, the like different music videos in that um like era include um i don't know if y'all know um Hold on, let me. Well, I did check Run, it out. I need you. Yeah, it's that like a two-hour video. It's almost like a movie, on and YouTube. it's like it tells a story where like Jungkook is in a wheelchair, and then like the members are fighting. There's like a car accident. Uh, Jimin is in a hospital, I believe. It's a whole girls, a whole thing. Okay, so... it's like a little movie made out of their music videos from that era. Oh, okay. If, if you have okay. two hours to spend, you can find it on YouTube. Um, just like maybe, the compilation. Maybe uh, that's a live stream. 
<laughs> we, we actually we did. Oh. <laughs> Maybe the drinks would help with the symbolism. Because sometimes it honestly, it does go over my head. I'll be very honest. So maybe the, the alcohol will help in that regard. Um, but we did watch that MV with the them in the, with Jungkook, I think, in the wheelchair. Um, we watched, yeah, yeah we, remember you showed that to us, I think. I don't remember showing y'all that. Because that came out before I was like one of, I think you showed us maybe one of the MVs or something. Huh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, I remember the one when he was in the wheelchair. Um, and like one of them had a girlfriend or something like that at the time too, in the MV, I think it, yeah, I've totally forgotten about it. I'll be brown with you. See, but, I feel like you probably remember that from like one of those compilation videos, like K-pop, like trying not to laugh or something like that. Cause I don't, I don't think I've even ever watched those myself. <laughs> Cause really? I don't, yeah, I try to stay away from their, um, their uh like run era music videos i just it's something about the era that really creeps me out oh okay but we should watch it though that would be yeah we should watch it this this bts being bts um youtube account has 1.62 million subscribers and uh this video this two hour long video has over 1.5 million views as of april 2018 so it's definitely very popular a lot of the comments are about um you know the cult of bts i guess and also just sort of deciphering this um sorry yeah honestly i kind of just want to watch it to find out why did they have this man in a wheelchair because he got roasted (laughs) for that (laughs) (laughs) you know what we definitely we're gonna do it we're gonna do this one day that's funny Yes. I'm so excited now. <laughs> I, I honestly, I do, I do want to get it. I feel like you know, armies are always, you know, happy with BTS, and you know, I kind of want to understand that a little bit more. I think I want to be that devoted. No, I'm like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be. No, that devoted. you don't want to be that devoted. But yeah. you do want to be able to un- at least try to understand it. Yeah, I think it would be. It would be so fun. Yeah, I mean, I have already. I, I honestly, since I listened to all those remixes of Dynamite, I haven't been able to get the song out of my head. So I feel like, in some way, it does work. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah. And, well, you know what? You know how we always talk about getting Stockholm syndrome for K-pop. It's so yeah. funny because, like, somebody else that I was watching um, mentioned that about. I believe it was a movie. No, it was about, okay, it was about Game of Thrones. And there's this YouTuber, he was like, he didn't like season one. But people told him, you know, you just got to keep watching, watch season two or whatever. He said, at a certain point, you're just making yourself love it because you've sunk so much time into it. And I was like, I thought that we were the only people in K-pop, like we were the only people that did that, like K-pop listeners, like force yourself to like something. Um <laughs> But I guess everybody kind of does it a little to some extent. I love that Blackpink fans are pretty much just like that's all they do at this point. <laughs> like I, I remember when How You Like That dropped, and literally people were on the timeline like, you know what? I'm just gonna accept that every song is gonna sound like this and stream it just for the girls. <laughs> it's like that is unfortunate. <laughs> like. Okay, look, I love Beyonce, but am I going to listen to Sandcastles every time I listen to Lemonade? No, I'm not. Right? So. 
<laughs> you sound like me with um. You sound like me with uh. What's that song? <laughs> what's that song? Oh my god! You sound like me with "Cry." Michael Jackson has a song called "Cry" on Invincible. Girl, no, that is okay. <laughs> you can cry by yourself. I we like you know there are just songs that you just don't connect to. You don't like. It's okay. It's okay not to it's like okay. every right. song. Like you yeah. don't have to force it. And I feel like that's why I thought it was a K-pop thing because I was like I had never forced myself into liking music until like one day I just randomly found myself singing like songs that I would never have like even thought about liking before. Like. NCT does it a lot. Like NCT has a lot of music <laughs> that I feel like I actively force myself to like. Um, I'm kind of un, uh, overcoming that brainwashing at this moment <laughs> in my life. But still, it's just you should not have to brainwash yourself to enjoy music. No, I mean there are a lot of uh, 21 songs I'm not a huge fan of, and I just skip over them. And you know, it's why can't we all it. just That's okay. Rehab- why can't we all just be like me with Super Junior and just like not pay attention to it at all and don't even give it a chance? No. You- <laughs> don't even give it a chance. <laughs> I, I mean, I was telling you, like, when I heard my first Super Junior song, I said, you know what? That's enough for me. Let me turn it on. <laughs> I couldn't listen anymore. Yeah. Right, but yes, let's get back on um, topic. I know what we're talking about. We were talking about youth. What's that? Yeah, I'm gonna say oh, the BTS. That, oh, the, the K drama. Okay, yes, sorry. yeah. I, I gotta say that Namjoon and Taehyung's actors look nothing like them. Like everyone else, I can kind of see resemblances. I wonder why for Namjoon? Wait, is this in the link? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The pictures, the pictures of the actors. actors. Yeah, oh, so. Yeah. I mean, I thought it would be a worthwhile topic because it kind of, I'm not going to call this propaganda, but right. you know, it kind of, it's, it's a marketing tactic, you know, it's, it's another way to sort of bring more BTS related content to the world. And I don't know, is there like, is there a line where you kind of have to say like, you know, as a fan or as a non-fan, you know, who's just sort of like on the yeah. outside win? Like, Hold up, real quick. What? <laughs> okay, yeah. To sue them. <laughs> Why would I, no offense to these uh, gentlemen, but there is no, not even a single semblance of like. Have you do you do you see these pictures? That they don't look anything I'm like them. Looking at them, and they don't look anything like them. I, I, I will agree. Just, person will do. That's messed up. At least for Sugar, Sugar's the only one. Sugar and kind of J Hope, they got them kind of vaguely similar. I mean, they really don't look anything like them, but vaguely similar. The rest of them just don't look at all like who they're supposed to portray. Why can't they just portray themselves? They already act in their music videos anyway. Because that this is not a truthful story. This is like a Wattpad. Is it Wattpad? Is it I can remember. Like, after? Yeah, like, isn't it kind of like that? Like, a what is it, Wattpad kind of fiction or something like that? It's, it's like AO3. It's an AO3 story. Fanfiction.net. That's what of this course. is. 
Okay, here's here's Jimin's. Uh, the role of Park Jimin, a boy who hides a secret per, behind his bright smile. He struggles to have a sense of identity due to overprotective family members and a traumatic upbringing decorated with lies. That is no. very... <laughs> no, uh, Sugars is the one that is like the most crazy to me. It says that wherever he goes, so does the story that he murdered his mom and set fire to his home. In reality, he finds comfort in the piano after losing his mom, who meant the world to him. Then through his friendship with Jungkook, who accepts him as he is, Min Yunji finally, Yunji finally acknowledges his troubled past and learns to move on from the pain. Okay, first and foremost, this is a little too specific to be fake. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are, are, you, are you wondering if you, <laughs> you murdered somebody? Like now you got me wanting to do some detective work. <laughs> so with Jungkook, the role of Jungkook will be taken on by um, Jungkook, who made a lasting impression in some drama. So this story about for Jungkook is having grown up in an unstable home. Jungkook is a character who has never experienced happiness. He continues to question the purpose of life and the reason behind his own existence. So you just know right then and there, his first thing is him trying to kill himself. Trying to jump off a bridge or jump off the building, uh, like a school building or something like that. But anytime a story starts, like, sounds like that, you know that they're suicidal for most of the film or drama or whatever. You know what? Honestly, I feel like all of these little descriptions have a little bit of truth to them. And I'll tell you why. The Junk Hosek story seems eerily similar to his actual okay maybe not the being abandoned at the amusement park i don't know nothing about that but uh, the whole idea of him like being a dance prodigy and then like being a somebody who emanates positive energy like j-hope talks a lot about like kind of having to put on his smiley kind of overly positive persona oh yeah you can tell yeah, and so I, I don't know. Some of this stuff just has little tinges, like seem like they have little tinges of truth to them. I just wonder which parts are true because if this Yungi story is true, that's the juiciest thing I've ever read in K-pop. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, just with, 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 with um, Taehyung's character, um, it's a character with a story full of pain. He lives with the hope that his alcoholic father, who changed after his wife left him, will someday return to, the be, to be the loving father that he used to be. You mean to tell me take out daddy issues? Absolutely. Child, this is a mess. And Jimin's upbringing being decorated with lies. I don't know. That phrase is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, is his mom actually his sister or something? I don't know. That, that's just, girl, I don't know. The way they make this sound, it might actually be interesting. Like, the the drama that could be but honestly it almost also sounds like every other k drama where like yeah the main character is like super like a chebel like like a chebel who's like super handsome and then like he also has like a very traumatic story that sounds like every k drama yeah absolutely and that's what i mean like in every i think every first or second episode there's a suicide attempt by walking in front of traffic to sad music is Slowly. that that common? Absolutely. What? Absolutely. I, that seems like an extremely painful way to die. The fact that that is so common in South Korea yeah. is troubling. Yeah, dramas are just like, you know, 
they have the formula down by now and it's yeah you know, it's the chemistry and then you gotta get every single angle of the guy leaning in for a kiss yeah a closed mouth kiss where her eyes are really bright and right. like and they shot. never actually show her her lips touching his yeah it's very <laughs> strange the whole thing's very strange i wonder if there'll be any romance in this i was drama. about to say like no. i wonder because it doesn't sound like there's any romance it sounds more like a bromance and like they basically BTS or whatever they're going to call the group in this, you know, film. Um, it sounds like that's the answer to all of her problems. This so. sounds like <laughs> if BTS weren't famous, but you know what? I have to say, it's very strange that they are scared to show the uh, the members dating through this K drama, but they're perfectly fine with Yugi being a murderer. I just have to say <laughs> that is very strange. Well, I mean, nothing ruins a career more than than dating to a lot of these people so that's crazy that's why the dating band still exists in 2020 you know but the reason i actually did mention this outside of the crazy sorry yes when i clicked on this i was like these are some crazy character descriptions go ahead but yeah it's basically um it's just more of a discussion on you know when is it too much of a group um and sort of the means that a company can promote them like have they has BTS plateaued or you know I mean they're selling water now right like is what? there you didn't see Big Hit is selling water girl Only I'm about throughout. to start packaging air and putting BTS <laughs> stickers on it <laughs> but yeah they're selling water now like BTS water so it's it's like is that it like is this okay like is this normal is 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 this oh is this a good thing? I definitely like, I, I definitely feel like BTS particularly, like like um just them in particular. I feel like they have definitely been overexposed. I don't think it is negatively affecting them though. And I don't I don't see it negatively affecting them for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But just because we're in like this weird COVID time where um, I feel like the thing about their overexposure before is like now that, you know, people have nothing to do. I, I think that some people might welcome this more yeah. than normal. Yeah, it um, helps. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I think that in terms of, you know, artists and celebrities being overexposed in general, you know, we've had this conversation before, particularly about like the old school kind of artists. Um who you know came out with an album once every 10 years and then rent won a bunch of grammys and then went back into hiding Mm -hmm. um those days are you know long gone and i I love those days but you know i have to admit they're long gone so i i think that they are overexposed i think that it's one thing to have a lot of content it's another thing to have a lot of content about you Does that make sense? So a lot of their content is this quote unquote reality content, which is a lot different from like, for example, Run, which is um, their like, it is a reality show, but it's more like a game show where they play games, which is interesting, right? People like to see that. Um, Mm -hmm. But when, when it comes to reality content, how much can we see of your reality before it's crossing into your actual personal reality, like beyond the, the, the image or, Alternatively, how much are we can we see from your quote unquote reality 
you know, or like how how many times can you do the same fake reality? You see what I'm saying? So like if you're yes. not doing real, if you're doing real reality, then you're kind of blurring that line between your per- public persona and your personal um, sort of image. And and you know what? This is kind of interesting. That we're talking about this because this is something that Cardi B recently went on a Twitter rant about. I don't know. I, I forgot exactly what she said, but it was about. Did you do you ever hear, remember hearing about that um, controversy with Offset? Um, yeah. About their divorce. Yeah, and she and people were telling her something. She was like, "Don't tell me what to do." This is why I don't talk about my relationship. And she kind of just went off on like Instagram and Twitter um, about people kind of trying to tell her what to do about Offset in that situation. And she was just saying, you know she don't she's kind of like the type of person that doesn't want her fans running her life and i feel like you know but that's kind of the problem that you get into when ev- when nothing is sacred you know what i mean yeah and she is a reality tv star like that's where she got her jump off so i mean her come up was through people sort of being in her business you know right, like, right. Uh, so it's not like she had a very personal life to begin with and now she's a celebrity. She wants to maintain it. It's like, well, you put yourself out there in the reality sphere, you know? Yeah. Um, I actually think that this really does tie into um, the Blackpink documentary, um, Light of the Sky, I think is what it was called on Netflix. It came out last week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched it with Nikki and it was really interesting in that nothing new, like there was like, okay, I'm not going to say nothing new was revealed in this documentary, but it didn't really do anything new or anything different from what we got with um, like 24, 365 and Blackpink House and, and just the Blackpink documentary for their, their tour, um, the Blackpink Diaries. Like they already, most of what we saw in this Netflix documentary was in those three vehicles that they already have on YouTube for free. You know, um, I would say the only thing that was different or new that they offered was they showed a lot of their trainee videos, but they didn't really talk that much or go in that much depth about their trainee life. So it was kind of like the documentary itself was set up more as an introduction to Blackpink versus like a real look at these K-pop stars and, you know, like a really good way to get to know the girls because I don't feel like it did that at all. And, you know, talking about oversaturation and overexposure, like if you're going to do the same thing, like what's the, what's the point, you know, like what's the purpose? Are they going to come out with another documentary next year or the year after with the same shit? Like, no new information like what is what is even the same naming convention because every year it they they use the letters bts (laughs) to to come up with a new documentary name beyond the scene bring the soul burn the stage you know yeah and every time it's the same thing thing. and even the concert footage isn't drastically different because most artists don't really change their like unless they like (laughs) Between albums, you don't really change your set list too radically. Yeah, I feel you, you keep your classics and then you have some of the new songs, but exactly that's really it. I don't know with big sets in particular. I just speak on that, I just don't know what they can do or say that'll be any different from anything that we've already seen. Now, with this 
sort of drama or whatever it's going to be, that is different in the sense that it's supposed to not actually be them. But what's strange is, is like, if it's not actually them, what's the whole point in basing it on BTS in the first place? Other than to, yeah. you know. And using their names. Viewers. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense at all that you, like, this should just be a drama about, like, like a fictional um, K-pop group and, you know, the members that make up this group. That's that's what this sounds like to me. Right. You know? Like, that. Like for me, it feels like, it feels like, imagine if, you know, what's a huge brand? Imagine if, like, Mercedes just started, like, uh, slapping their name on, uh, I don't know, like, lotion bottles. Like... Is it a lotion from the car? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of what this this feels like to me. Like when I was reading through those things, I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, it sounds vaguely similar to what the image that BTS projects, but you know, I can't be. It's like it's not similar enough to their personas to be them, and it's not dissimilar enough. For me to feel like um, it's based on like their real personal lives, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, what is it? And I don't really know what they want people to get out of this. It's just kind of strange. And when you mentioned, you know, it's like a Wattpad fanfic come to life. It's funny because those character descriptions sound like fanfiction. <laughs> it sounds like something somebody just, you know, who's a fan of BTS came up with some sort of alternate universe. Mm-hmm. And and sort of injected them in there with actors who look nothing like them. Yep. And crazy, crazy stories that, you know, may have some truth to them, but we don't know. <laughs> so. we, just as a disclaimer here, Jimin is not the person who is uh, advocating for this Yoongi is a murderer storyline. <laughs> just put it out there. Don't sue me. Yes, yes. Um, hey, we are just going by the information provided. So, but Ash, what do you what do you feel about you know overexposure or not even just overexposure, but you know this idea of like having a lot of reality content versus having, for example, um, and I don't want to say fictional content, but like uh, content where idols are actually just kind of doing something like, uh, like knowing brothers, right. Like, or hello baby, stuff like that, where it, you know, back in the day where, you know, the older gen groups would go into these variety shows and do these different things. And it wasn't necessarily reality as in about them, but it, it was just real things that they were doing that was entertaining. Like, how do you feel about that? And, you know, what, what are your thoughts? I just feel like a lot of what they do now is just filler for to keep fans interested. And because the bar has been set so low, like I feel like fans are just kind of like, oh, I just need to see them doing anything, you know. And so the companies are like, okay, sure, we'll show them, you know, making ramen and, and, you know, shopping for clothes or whatever mundane thing that they can think of because, you know, they don't have to, you know, take too much time and effort to do that. And it's, you know, you know, promo for them and the fans are satisfied because, you know, at this point, you know, they'll take, take anything you know and either you're a group like Blackpink where the fans are so starved for content that you know they literally will take any morsel that YG throws their way or you're like BTS where they have so much content 
that the fans expect something all the time. And it's like, there's only so much you can do. And it's like, at some point, you know, it's just like, all right, well, we'll just film them, you know, taking a nap or whatever. And as long as the fans are happy and they're, oh, I got to see, you know, Yungi, you know, sleeping on V Live or whatever. Yeah. And it's, you know, and, and they're happy with that and it's just going to continue. And, and it's them feeding the frenzy and it takes the least amount of effort on their part. And whatever they feel like can get the least amount of effort with the greatest return, I feel like that's what they're going to do. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely agree. And I I want to see how well this water does, okay? Like, <laughs> that's where I was kind of just like, squeeze me? Um, water? Like, be water is what it's called, okay? Um yeah, so um have you I've actually heard that saying before be water, but yeah. I forgot where I heard it at. Let me Google that. You know what? I have a feeling if I Google it, only BTS stuff will come up. So Jesus Christ. On BTS's official um account, it revealed clean Bruce Lee. Oh, sorry? Yeah, Bruce Lee, be water. Be I'm pretty sure it was something Bruce Lee would say. Mm. And then they base the whole thing because like the whole thing idea is like if you are if you are water, you are like uh, fluid in your movements. And, you know, he was a uh, an athlete. Mm. OK, Slash. interesting. Um, I just want to say, like, according to the album, the account and their Twitter account, it says clean and healthy water from deep in the ocean meets BTS to create premium water. I have to say, is there such thing as unhealthy water? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm talking about, like, I'm not talking about, like, uh, you know, that sparkling, not sparkling water. uh, What's that water called? That ice water? Like, you know, the water where you add Kool-Aid packets, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, water that is, like, you know, regular regulated water that's not, that's going to have negative health effects. Mm, okay like what uh, makes this water different from if i were to just get a bottle of fiji or like smart water you know what i mean like the only difference is, is tap water <laughs> no, probably, you know what? Korean that's tap what, that's water. Is. yeah um and, is just korean tap water <laughs> yeah but it's basically you get these bottles and they are designed the designs on the bottle represent each member so that is what you're getting this water for. That is Let the me Google this. This don't even sound right. Not gonna lie, the bottle is kind of cute. Like it is a very pretty bottle. Um, I just don't. Now really you understand. are actually lying because this is the most basic bottle I've ever seen. You know, a bottle it reminds me of. There's what? this other water brand. I think it's called Life Water. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you, and you gonna see exactly what I'm talking about. It reminds me just of this uh, bottle. I'm gonna put it in the uh, streamyard chat. So yeah, look for the link, uh, guys. I think this bottle, this Do you B-Water see it? Cute. Well, I'm gonna take a look at this now too. But I think B Water looks cute. Sure, but it looks like plagiarism from Life Water. Oh, you're right. It kind of does look very similar. It's um, like a little too similar yeah. for my comfort. Um. 
well that's sad yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well that was a a good conversation that we were actually supposed to do a mini soda on but you know yes we were i'm sure we it'll come up again okay (laughs) all right next pentagon got their first ever win on the show with their new song daisy so congratulations to pentagon have you guys heard their song daisy and i'm assuming seen their mv for it i have um i liked it to be honest uh i did hear that huey i don't know if that's how you pronounce his name he's gonna be um going to the army surely so yeah and he's like the main singer from pentagon right so that's unfortunate i really do like his voice actually to be honest uh but he's going to list as a public service worker shortly so um and then the second member is going to be jinho so they're starting to make the move uh but yeah i did listen to daisy it is cute i i did notice that it was a bit sexier than i was expecting from pentagon but also, I don't really listen to Pentagon often enough to know how long they've been around. Um, to know if, like, this is, like, the first sort of sexy concept they've done or if that's, I don't know, if, if like, where they are right now, you know? Um, but I did like Daisy. I thought it was a cute song. Um, what was very interesting is I think the, with um, who they were up against, that was, like, the first time this year, I think, that... Um, all three of the um, contestants, I guess, were were going to be first time winners on this on this music show. So that was very interesting. Like it's basically all year it's been dominated by people who have already won. So <laughs> um, congratulations to Pentagon. I'm surprised this is their first win. I thought Shine would have won something for sure, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, congratulations. Hope they um, come back with something even better. Okay. Well, uh, this week, something quite interesting happened. We had two new Black K-pop idols. Well, technically one, since apparently she is not calling herself a K-pop idol. But um, Black Swan made their debut and apparently they are the remnants of Rania and a new black member. And are you going to watch their MV? Yes, we are. We are in chat. Okay. Yeah. I'm here. Everybody's here. Then we can watch Black Swan's music video uh, and kind of get a, a, a look at the newest black idol on the block in a music video format and see what how this maybe differs from Alex because I don't know anything about Alex's days with Rania so here we go yeah I mean so this girl in the middle I think she was from Rania I don't know I don't know if anybody else is from Rania isn't she the idol that's um actual like European her right Oh, the white girl? It, she wasn't is that who you were talking about? Oh, no, okay. no, no. This, the Asian girl, sorry. The Korean girl that was in the middle at the beginning. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I've got to say, I hate these outfits. Yeah. Well, particularly I, the shorts. I, well, yeah, this looks like a diaper. Yeah. Um, I hate the contacts that, um, let me look up this girl's name because I don't want to <laughs> keep calling her the black girl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on. The blonde um, highlights on the bottom don't really do it for me. Yeah. Judy. Her name is Judy. Judy. Okay. I've got to say that this music video, it has this weird thing going on where it looks cheap and expensive at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I think what it could be is that the costuming is very cheap looking and the like hair and makeup, but the sets are not that bad. Yeah, they're they're actually really well done. Yeah. Um, Do they have a white member too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought one of the girls looked white. So, um, let's see. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, her name is Fatu. Why is it? Okay, so this listing on K-Profiles is incorrect with the way that the names are. So Fatu is um, the rapper. Her name is Fatu Samba. She's born in 95. She's from Senegal. Um, she lived in Belgium before moving to Korea and she was a uh, model. Nothing she said made any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they like, it seems like they on purpose was just like, just say a bunch of English words and people will think you make sense. And I'm yeah. just like, why can't she just sing in Korean like everybody else? Yeah. So she speaks French. German, English, and Dutch, and Korean, actually. You said so. she's from Belgium? She No, she's from Senegal. Oh, she she's not in, British. She, yeah, she was, well, maybe when she lived there, she was she went to, like, an international school. That happens a lot, too, right? Like, um, if you go to, like, one of those, like, international private schools, everybody usually ends up studying something British there. Um, but, <laughs> so, the other girl is Leia. She is from Brazil. Yeah, I, I do remember watching a reaction video where they said she was Brazilian. Um, but her dad is Japanese and her mother oh? is Brazilian. Yes. Interesting. I mean, there's a lot of Japanese people in Brazil, but it, she doesn't look Japanese to me. So that's why. I yeah, her Japanese, it. her real Japanese name is Ayuma, Ayumi Sakata. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, her last name is actually Sakata. So, yeah, but she uses her mom's surname um, when she's in Brazil, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's very. This is definitely. I feel like another one of those very international groups that we're always we're we're seeing pop up a little bit more often these days. And I I do have to give them props because I feel like everybody in the group was treated equally, which I, yeah. I mean it's it's a basic you know necessity, but it as we know it doesn't always happen. So yeah. <laughs> and I mean. Do you want to see like something that Alex was doing in in Rani, Rania? Like to have an idea. I mean, of, I've like, seen a little bit of Alex and Rania. I just am not like familiar with their like discography and this. Like, I couldn't name just like a Rania song off my head, off the top of my head. 
Um, but I have uh, seen okay. a little bit of like her in live performances. And she it felt like Alex had a lot of talent, but I felt like it just didn't really go anywhere or like translate or something. I don't know. I just remember feeling like she was was she a dancer? She was the rapper. Um, yeah, but was she a good dancer? Mm, not really. I didn't think she was that great as a dancer. Huh. Maybe she just stood out because she was darker than everybody else. So maybe yeah. she just stood out for me. And I think too, when she started wearing her hair out naturally as well too, it did instead of having it straight. I think it oh, did I've make her stand out. Hair. Yeah. So um, in the music video, I'll sh- let's see. Hold on. Here, I'm gonna show share a link in the watch together for um, start a fire or yeah, start a fire, which I, th- I think is their last. The last song that they did as a group is it playing okay. for you guys yeah so this is the english version of the song which i didn't even know they had an english version for this song but like notice how they're doing the dancing and moving around and stuff like that and alex is not there yeah <laughs> so there was like there's always this like division in the group where alex was like on her own and then she would maybe sometimes join them here or there but she wasn't really like a full-fledged member of the group that this is very strange. Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah. So let's see when we get to where Alex comes in. But also a she, very cheap looking music. This looks like it was filled on an uh, filmed on an LG chocolate phone. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange, the whole like Rania thing. And then they tried to rebrand as BP Rania. They tried, I'm not sure. they tried to like rebrand as like BP Rania. I don't know what the BP stood for, but like, and Alex was like the leader of that, which is this, but where's Alex? She's the leader, but she's not even, she hasn't been in a single scene yet. I don't think. I think she started the song. I like, don't in The Korean version, the Korean version, I think she started it, but she was like rapping on her own kind of. If they could actually sing very well, their tones are very nice. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like the company behind them, they release decent music, which is why people still kind of pay attention to them. But what yeah. is Alex? This is weird. It's been like we're two, two minutes, minutes yeah. into the no, oh, there she is. <laughs> she doing a lay. She <laughs> does not look ethnic. She looks well. Okay, she looks ethnic, but she looks um. At best, she looks Thai. Yeah. So her or Filipino. So she's like African and Dutch. I think is like yeah. She, I thought she was mixed black and white. I didn't. She's not part Asian, right? No, no, she's not. But she they, she looks very um. Like she's Filipino there, yeah. She's she is very fair, like for sure. Um, but, but when like, she has her natural hair, she definitely looks different to me. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I know there's like a bit of controversy with her because they they called her African American, but her like she's not. She's like Swedish, Hungarian, and like her other parent is like African. They're not African American. Last time I checked, was she born and, here? Though? She was born in Kansas City, so she was born I guess, in, in the state. I States. guess either way, though, she wouldn't be African American. She would be, she would be biracial. Yeah. 
to a parent who's African and another parent who's European. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was, the whole thing is just very crazy, I think. But as you can see, <laughs> it was a problem, right? Like, yeah, yeah, at least this, at least um, Judy actually like judy i'm gonna keep it real she kind of no for two for two for two for two for two okay sorry Uh, at least for two had um um like screen time you know with the other girls and like this was so strange this ronia thing and also with the two um i will say that she she does kind of creep me out a little bit it's the the, the context. It's the, the it's context. Got, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the context. Yeah, because I I couldn't look at her for too long. She's pretty, but like like her eyes, like I don't know why they put them eyes blue contacts. It was really scary. Yeah, no, and I'm not just saying it because she's black. Because any most, I feel like a lot of people, eyes blue eyes can be very like eerie and like unsettling. There's this um. I was watching the weakest link the other day and there was a contestant on there who was like this volleyball player. He had these like, you know, the thousand yard stare. No, have you ever heard of that? It's no. basically people who like they, when they look at you, they kind of look like serial killers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Let me stop. Cause it's going to go downhill and I don't want it to. Um, okay. Well, you know, my thoughts on, black swan as a whole is just that i am i did not like the song i was not impressed by the song the music video was decent and the choreography wasn't horrible and i do feel like that with work and with practice and also with more natural looks for all the girls not just the not just um for two with more natural looks i do feel like they can stand out um in this like kind of crowded sea of girl groups because right now they got to complete with Luna and they're an older group too. Right. Like they're, aren't they all like mid twenties? Um, no, actually for, um, for this group here, they're actually like pretty young. Like the youngest member was, um, the Brazilian girl. And I, she was not, I think she's more like 2001, maybe. 99? Oh, I don't know what yeah. I thought. I think it's because I thought that um, this was basically Rania with just a couple new members. Yeah, so there were, I think it's only one girl that was, oh, so these that are was all in new members. Black Swan. Yeah, I think so. Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure that, well, what I looked at, one girl looked really familiar. Um, okay. And that, let's see. So, yeah, so Young Hyun was a former member of Rania and she was introduced, but she was only introduced last year. So I don't know if that really counts. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then Fatu was born in 95. But I mean, like that stuff puts them pretty, like, uh, like they yeah, should have maybe around think, like Blackpink's time, I think. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that, I think that the thing is, is that, you know, that prime age is like, 20 to about 23 yeah okay i I would even go down to 19 i i feel like for at least for boy groups boy groups it tends to be i feel like a lot younger like it seems like there's a lot of boy groups that debut with 14 year olds but with girl groups for some reason i feel like (laughs) i always see like the youngest is always like at the very least of adult age um so yeah 19 to 23 is like that youthful kind of age range and then you start aging out 
in Korean society. And then suddenly people think that you're old just because you're 26 or 27. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) could you imagine 27 being old? Oh, man. I can. I can. But yeah, it looks like from here, like three of these people were actually in Rania. And then two members are like completely new, but only like the two, the three people that were in Rania, I don't even think they like actually debuted in any of the songs. Only one of them did. So Very strange. Okay. Yeah. So I guess my whole point is, is they have a yeah. lot of groups to compete with if they really yeah. want to um, make a name for themselves because they're trying to, it seems like they're trying to go for the sister kind of yes. vibe. Yeah. It is definitely more mature concept. Oh, definitely. And it's not like mature. It's not, it's mature and it's different. Not in the sense that like girl crush is mature, right? Like girl crush is not mature, but like, you know how you, you contrast black pink with twice, right? It's not like that. It's like a whole other genre that they're going for. Absolutely. Um, And Um, I think, I think that they do have some competition in that arena, I can see Mama Moo even being competition and at some point Red Velvet, especially when they release Velvet tracks. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they got work to do for sure. I also think that I won't be petty, but I I really wish that they had done something different with the two's look. Like not just the context. No, that's not being petty. I, I, the hair I agree. As well. Yeah, I yeah. don't. There, there was something about the combination of the blue contacts and then like this bone straight hair like really light brown yeah even like not just her hair but the other members too there was like a scene where like um i think it was her and then like two other members had like blonde ends but it wasn't yeah. like ombre it was just like it was a very like abrupt blonde and i was like oh that doesn't look good <laughs> yeah not everyone can pull off the blonde right so yeah the blonde tips or whatever so yeah but yeah i mean that's our first look. idol that is a black female idol. Uh, wh- who's the second one? Ash, who doesn't, is this one that doesn't want to be called the, an idol? Yeah. So it looks like her name is Rakia. 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 Yeah. Rakia. So she is debuting on well she will be releasing her first korean single on october 23rd called like you and i forgot she signed to someone's label um can't remember who it is but apparently she's an r&b singer songwriter she studies science and engineering in both korea and america uh she has a English song out called ITID. Um, and yeah, she apparently wants to, um, she doesn't want to be called a K pop idol. She's says that she's not trying to be an idol. She's just coming out with a song that's in Korean. Okay, so. I feel that. I actually, I feel like I respect that a lot. Um, just as an artist, that's a creative choice, you know? Um, Lots of artists come out with songs that are not, I don't know what her first language is, but I'm assuming it's English just because she read it in English. Um, And also just the song is called Like You. There's just so many reasons why I'm assuming it's English, but um, I, I do respect that choice. I don't think anything's wrong with it. I don't, 
And I don't like the idea that like you can't sing in Korean. You can sing in any other language except for Korean. Um, or else you're Korea boo. Like I I hate that so much. It's like, how come when people sing in Spanish, they're not called Spanaboos? <laughs> you know, like I, it's just strange to me. But in terms of her being friends with Jesse, <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so have you guys seen? Have you let me post her? <laughs> well, Raki Wright, she she's been living in Korea for a while. And she actually has like a YouTube video that she's been making. She has 28 videos on it. And basically um, she like, there's a video about living in Korea. There's a section about like auditioning for Zico's company. Um, there is, and her last video post was done two weeks ago. And it was about her, her solo debut on the 23rd. She's like, she's like, oh. like you coming this October 23rd, join the fandom, become a rocket. And so she's promoting now, like, as a Korean singer, but not, like, an idol. Okay, let's go back real quick. I did find her Twitter page. The, I'm assuming that's what you're looking at, um, Nat. And oh, I was on her YouTube page, actually. Oh, okay. Well, I almost got arrested in Korea. I caught my Korean roommate sneaking in boys. A lot of this stuff is from 2018 on the Twitter yeah, account. Yes. So she actually has like a new personal one that she, oh. it, it is from 2011, but this one is a little bit more frequent that she uses all the time. Okay. So if you're, yeah. If you're on her other one, like Racky underscore right, um, you can click on that. And then her first pin tweet, I think it's pinned. It's like, follow my personal and it's Rakia. And basically that's where she's promoting now. Oh, okay. Okay. I th- also... I also, I'm pretty sure her name is Rakaya. I'm Rakaya? reading the, okay. yeah, I'm reading the Hangul and it's pronounced like Rakaya. Um, she does have Black Lives Matter in her header, which is positive. Yeah. And she has a K-Profiles page. Yeah, she does. I was on it earlier today. pretty legit. Um, she was born in 92. So, okay. She's, that's, that's a, quite an age to debut in yeah. Korea. Um but I think with her being black, I'm going to keep it real with you. With her being black, I don't think her age is going to matter as much if Korea takes to her. Yes. Um, but I will say, you know, just. Um, I think. Her, it seems like she was trying to do YouTube first. Um, sorry, I'm just kind of scrolling through this. Oh, she posts a lot on Twitter. Okay, so uh, maybe we could have her on the show. Yes, she had like her singles coming out soon. So it'd be kind of cool to sort of connect with that. And like, I also too really like speaking to Black people who actually lived in Korea, you know, more than just visited too. Because I feel like the perspective is very different, you know? Yeah. Um, And just fun. And like you learn new things. And I mean, we're always like trying to get you know, different perspectives on here. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah well, that would be interesting to just see what she's doing. So, okay, no, I mean, uh, that's pretty interesting. She's in Iowa State daily. So I'm assuming she went to Iowa State University. 
don't I, I only found it because it's literally the first article that pops up. So in the article, it says a true jack of all trades. Rakaya Wright, simply known as Rakaya or Rocky, is a rocket scientist with uh, with passions diverging from math and science to R&B and soul music. The 27 year old New, New Jersey natives experimental R&B and soulful melodies are created reportedly late at night in the shower. Once she hears a beat, she freestyles and records her best material in her voice memos before going into her room to fine tune and perfect the lyrics. Okay, so um, she looks like she... Okay, so on her YouTube channel, you can find Rakaya reflecting on her two-year study abroad experience in Korea. She provides advice and tips for people interested in studying, studying abroad in Korea and those interested in learning language amongst other content. To retain her knowledge of the Korean language and keep up her, on her studies, Rakaya infuses her passion for music and love for Korean culture into her lyricism on her upcoming bilingual project, Like, like You, Lotchorom, which means like you in Korean. Um, so this is a pretty recent article, um, and it just kind of goes very deeply. Into, it's like an interview that she did, um, I'm assuming, with uh, her school. It just goes very deeply into um, all things Rakaya. So, uh, it's actually kind of cool that she was doing or she's actually looks like she's still in school. So it's kind of cool that she's doing um, aerospace engineering and like <laughs> doing a Korean album. That's kind of dope. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Getting her she, education and, and also following her dreams. Yeah, she says she says in this um, she recently designed an aircraft with an intern at her recent internship. So dang. Um, okay, somebody, If is there anything I didn't, this is a question that the interviewer asked, so is there anything I didn't ask that you want people to know about you? She said, something that I feel like is really important to me that I want to stress to the world and those who discover me, especially who, those who are interested, particularly in Korean culture. Jesus, what is that? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> in, Korean really culture, in, in Korean culture or the Korean language is that being a Black person in those spaces can sometimes be toxic and uncomfortable. If you ever come across K-pop communities or K-pop Twitter, it can be toxic. It can be draining. And already the world doesn't really allow Black people to be part of spaces as we should, especially since everything we bring out of the world gets loved and then taken or stolen and replicated. And then we're also told we can't be in these spaces. I know that there are people who don't want me to pursue music, who, who don't want me to put music out in Korean. I know there are people who don't want me as a Black woman to join these those spaces or join those parts of the Korean music industry. I know that, and I'm prepared mentally for that already. And I don't care what people say. I'm doing this for myself and representing people who look like me. And that's my biggest message. Wow. Applause. She says, black women are so uniquely beautiful and creative and just so talented. And I want to stress that we're coming stronger and better so that the world can hear us too. I want to make sure that my message is always positive. When I tell the world, I want you to hear me, Rakaya too. That's amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And she's actually, right. It, it makes a lot of sense now why she doesn't want to be categorized in K-pop. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can definitely see people who I would have a problem with that. Um, but also, I know, like, the STEM world is also, like, really, can oh, be yeah. really, really hard for Black people in general, but, like, Black women especially. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the fact that she has her head up and she's just like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. And you could either sit at this table or you could go away. Like, that's that's amazing. Um, she taught herself Korean at that. So, like, yeah. when it, it always, you know, amazes me when 
people are just super impressed by when let me stop. <laughs> let me just say it's extremely impressive that she taught herself Korean and that she's also an engineer. <laughs> like yeah, that, that's yeah. just like another level. And I'm actually just reading more about her. Um, I posted the link to the interview if you guys wanted to read the whole thing into the yeah. chat. She seems really interesting, and I'm curious to see what kind of music she's gonna put out. Yeah. Well, and I'm actually kind days. of yeah, I'm actually kind of kept for her now because it's like. I understand that, you know, because some people, they're just Korea booze, right? But she doesn't come off that way. She comes off as if, you know, I'm just making my music in another language, just like they invaded our space. Why can't I come through in their space? Yeah. And um, I did follow her on our Twitter account. So nice. You know, so I'll follow her like from there too, because I'll definitely be um, posting it when it drops and sort of sharing that as well too. So yeah, that's really dope. And this this trend hopefully continues at this level and it just gets better. It's kind of the hope uh, because we all saw, you know, how dark it could be. So it's good that, you know, we're seeing difference. We're seeing a different um, goal and we're seeing different execution of what it could be like to have black faces in these spaces. And I mean, I, K-pop is becoming global, so this is just something that we're going to have to, like, everyone's going to have to get used to. It's kind of the idea, right? Like, as she said, like, it, it is a lot of our stuff that has been commandeered, so taking it back, reclamation is, is the name of the game, I guess. So it is going to be really cool and dope to see how that pans out. Um, but any other thoughts on Rakaya? Nope. <laughs> so next. So we have an update on the nth room. Uh, among the people that have been discovered to have been involved with the in rooms, um, it's been discovered that 149 of those people were government employees and four of them were cops. Not surprised. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just more you know, garbage rising to the top. I mean, it's just, you know, I think that's going to be a case that there's just going to be more stuff coming out as they delve more into it. And I hope that they do continue to investigate and it's never something that's ever like, you know, put to the back burner because, I mean, I suspect that even though they busted that one room, there's probably others going on. Um, you know, someone's probably already made up a new one that people are using. So, you know, they really, you know, need to kind of get a grasp on, you know, what is kind of enabling people to make these rooms and, you know, perpetuate, you know, these kind of crimes. And also, you know, what, you know, what in their society is also kind of causing these crimes to, to be so pervasive. Um, I'm not sure if that's something that is really going to get looked at nope. anytime soon. <laughs> But 
at least, you know, as long as it's in the news, it'll get some people thinking about it. So. Koreans hate feminism. So I don't think that um, (laughs) (laughs) this is something that they'll ever really want to look into because it'll definitely have huge effect on society um, and the people who run it don't want things to change, you know? So I, and it's not a Korean problem. It's, it's an everywhere problem okay like this this stuff this behavior is is international unfortunately so i just i don't see why anybody who you know takes who who takes advantage of these rooms and takes advantage of their privilege you know in society based on gender for the most part would want to do anything that that takes away from that privilege you know so I assume that this will, I'm actually surprised that they are revealing that it was government employees. It kind of says to me that there's probably bigger fish that are going to be saved while they're sacrificing the people at the bottom. Because I, I don't see how it, it, like, there's always people at the top who are involved and who are aware, you know? So, I don't know. Um, it is unfortunate, but I do hope that the people who do get, um, named and shamed are going to go to jail at the very least, uh, or there's some sort of punishment that they have to feel, um, because they, they all deserve it. So, yeah. All right. Next up, a safe was reported stolen from Kuhara's home. Um, it was stolen and there is, um, security footage of someone, like, at the house. Um, but it was apparently reported by a cousin who said it was not her brother. Um, and basically it's just kind of sad that I mean some people it seems like people are still suspecting family members stole the safe even though um they're saying you know cousin says it's not uh kind of sad that you know a possibly you know family members would steal your own you know your own things after your death Um, you know, it, you want when people pass away for them to be able to, you know, to rest in peace, essentially. And it's kind of hard when things like that happen. And, you know, Kuhara was, you know, she had kind of a turbulent life that was, you know, lived out in the press you know, up to her death. So to have things like this kind of come up, is just kind of like, you know, can't we just, you know, let it rest and not have more things happen? So unfortunate, but hopefully they'll find out who stole, stole the safe and hopefully it won't be a family member. Any thoughts on that? I would not be surprised if it was a family member because, I mean, her mom basically did the same thing. 
her mom abandoned her and then like won money after she died. Uh, so <laughs> because mm-hmm. she's her mother, right? Um, even though, as I said, she abandoned her as a child and Gora did everything basically with on her own and with the strength of her, the rest of her family. Uh, so the family itself has been really kind of messy mm-hmm. um, in that regard because there have definitely been a lot of opinions on who should get the money. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's when you're that successful. And Kuhara was very, very successful. Kara was, right? Uh, there was a lot of money there. And, you know, people who don't care about you in life suddenly start caring about you in death. And so I can see why um, maybe with the way that the her assets were divided, it could have been that somebody wasn't happy and decided that they, you know, would take what was owned to them. And it is unfortunate that, you know, there's no peace in some ways in death, but yeah, it is just, the whole thing is just really unfortunate. Uh, I hope that it's found. I guess. I actually don't even know at this point. Um, I just hope that people stop reporting about the family stuff and all this weird drama and start, you know, remembering the person, Kuhara, and, and just, like, her contributions to music. I think that's more of what I would like to see um, in the in these these headlines. So, Yeah. All right. Finally, Jason Derulo got into it with armies. Hold so, on, a- na- Ash. You have to say Jason Derulo. You got to say it like this. <laughs> <laughs> will not. But thank you for doing it for me. For so yes, I love some of his songs. But yes, fun. <laughs> He got into it with armies. Our armies got into it with his fans or him, or basically, um, ever since Savage Love um, made it to number one on the charts, um, Jason Derulo has been thanking everybody and, and under the sun for the song's success on the charts. And he's been posting a lot of thank yous on his social media. Which have included thank yous to BTS. Uh, there was one instance where he was thinking, I guess, people at a party. You said, Jimin? No, it was me. Um, yeah. Oh. It seemed like he was having like a, I don't know, a quarantine party or something. I don't know what's going on. It just looked like there's people around him when oh. he... Or that video. Girl, that is an oxymoron if I've ever heard one. A quarantine party. <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to be quarantining in a lot of places, and he's definitely having a party, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't thank BTS during these litany of thank yous for in this one instance. So of course, because he forgot or didn't think to, to thank them or whatever. Um, one time, uh, armies got their panties in a bunch and got very upset and start saying um, 
some very unpleasant things about Jason Derulo, calling him a has-been and saying basically that he would be nowhere without BTS's help, essentially. And dear friend of the podcast, Jeff Benjamin, uh, actually threw some shade on Twitter concerning this topic. He wrote, let's be clear. Sure, Savage Love was doing well, but it only hit number one thanks to one move made. If you're celebrating it going number one, you better acknowledge that one move. So, yeah. I think that it's pretty well known in K-pop circles, at least. It seems that most other, that there's been a lot of confusion for people that typically do projections of the music charts and predictions in the past few weeks. Apparently there's been some confusion because of the fact that BTS has been charting so high with so little outside momentum, I guess you could say. And it's basically because people don't really understand how this whole thing works. Um, This being the bulk buying, the bulk streaming, I mean, their fans, you know, their foreign fans finding English fans on Twitter and, you know, asking, contacting people and asking them to buy, you know, copies of albums so that, you know, they can chart. And actually... um, Dynamite is projected or already did fall to number five on the charts. And yes, and apparently this is because um, something about the the buying power of the of the albums. I don't know something about it's they can't get as much. They don't have enough money to get as many albums or something like that. at this point. So basically, either way, I think I got that wrong. But either way, they basically have streaming left. Um, they they really can't do much with the bulk buying of the albums anymore. So the streaming is basically the only method that they have left to kind of keep this thing afloat. And um, it's it's been interesting seeing people be very kind of confused about dynamite and it it's just very funny uh, i feel like this is a classic case of trying to make fetch happen and it's still not happening so i mean and it's, it is in the sense that you know bts are very successful and everything but as far as them having this kind of uh um having a resonate with the general populace you know it's just not really going on but you know the fans and one thing that they can say is that they're large enough and organized enough to propel them to a number one spot and i think you can say that you know that they help that happen to savage love as well but they really need to calm down because I mean, their anger at Jason Derulo was not warranted. So, any other thoughts on that? 
Uh, well, Jimin, I think, had like an interesting perspective on it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just Jimin? wanted to see. Or maybe I can talk, I guess. I did. <laughs> oh, Sorry, yeah. I, I, I was taking a while to get to my mute button. What did I say? Yeah. Um, shoot, now I can't remember. But you remember when we mentioned it, we brought it up, you know, well, when I brought it up to talk about it. And you were like, um, Oh, uh, well, you know, I think that I'm going to say a couple things. One, um, I agree that this is just being blown out of proportion. It's not that big of a deal. However, I will say that it would be different. Like if he had not said thanks at all, I would have been like, really? Because I only know of, of that song because of BTS. Um, I think that there is I can't remember what I was talking about earlier yeah I, uh, I don't really remember what I said <laughs> oh okay. I think you said something like um you 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 said that um because it even though it wouldn't have been popular it was popular because of BTS but Oh my gosh. The song itself is bad. I remember you saying the song was bad, which I agree 100% about. You had a different angle on it. I'm trying to remember. I do remember saying that if we're going to talk about this, can we just, can we go beyond just like bashing ARMY and just kind of have like expand on this conversation? I feel like I said something like that. Yes. But I don't remember. Okay, well, okay. Because um, I don't really have much that, to say about this. It, yeah. it, it didn't really matter to me. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think, I guess all that I'm going to say on that is that if he hadn't that like thanked them at all, I can definitely see where the anger would come into play because, you know, I, even though it was a viral hit on um, TikTok, I only heard about like the song itself because it was a collaboration with BTS. And even though like I had actually heard the song before, I mean, I wasn't really looking for it, you know? So, I mean, at this point, the only reason I'm really even listening to it now is because of the controversy. So once again, it's because BTS is on it. (laughs) Uh, So for me, it's it. I guess when I was, when I had heard that people had turned on Jason for, you know, this one thing, it, I was actually expecting it, like, I'm not going to lie, because I feel like there's definitely, like, a different type of treatment towards um, Black collaborators and white collaborators um, in a lot of, like, from what I can see. Um, And so, like, I was expecting there to be some form of backlash. I wasn't sure what it was, but I did expect it. So then when I saw you know, the shade and all the stuff, I was kind of not surprised about it. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it seems really silly to strip away somebody's accomplishments as a soloist because Jason Derulo, I mean, you don't have to like the guy. (laughs) He's corny, you know, he's a cheater. You know, there's a lot of reasons to kind of side-eye Jason Derulo. But like as a musician, you know, he has made really solid music and he has his own form of success. You know, he didn't need this, 
it's great that it happened, but I don't think he's somebody who had no success. And, you know, this is the first thing that the first sort of taste of it, you know? Um, so from what I've seen about people sort of speaking on him, like he was nothing and he like BTS giving gracing him <laughs> with their presence was like the only form of success he can, you know, speak of for his music career. It was, it did kind of run me the wrong way. I'll be honest. Um, Cause just as I said, like, if you ask somebody on the street in the U.S. or in Canada who Jason Derulo is versus who BTS is, they're going to know who Jason Derulo is, you know? And so I'm, I'm not taking away from, you know, the anger, I guess. I just think that it's extreme one. Um, and it is completely silly in some ways because he has thanked him. He has thanked them, sorry, like, repeatedly so it's, it's more than once that he has thanked them for the success of savage love the remix and so the behavior is just it's uncalled for and i think it's very extreme and i don't think that it is i think it is in really in poor taste um and did really rub me the wrong way in a lot of ways uh when i had seen it initially and i mean yeah you know if <sighs> it's kind of <sighs> Like, you know, as we were talking about before, it is really frustrating that the same sort of MO is is the case, you know, like where with black collaborations and just also just like any collaboration with any of these K-pop idol that people don't feel um are even or equal or um like they treat the collaborator as um somebody who has an agenda and is trying to take advantage of BTS and I'm not or like any other K-pop artists I'm not saying that that's not the case because it has happened many times where we can see that people are working with certain artists because they want to be relevant because they see that K-pop is still making the money um especially in sales of physical artist albums that like people in the west are you know struggling to push in in the west it's mostly streaming and downloading and things like that it's not physical albums i know albums are still doing pretty decent but not to the same extent like you're not selling you know like i don't know one sweet day you know like or the bodyguard you know like you're not selling physical copies of albums like that in the, in in the states and canada and stuff like that anymore uh so what came up they are still buying physical albums. They're buying so many physical albums. So I can see why people would want to take advantage of that. And I can see where the distress comes in a lot of ways because some people still have really, really childish and immature opinions on K-pop um, as an, a musical genre and like as a, on the authenticity of it and I guess the integrity of it. And I mean, we can talk about that. I mean, that's his own discussion. So I'm not even really going to get into that. But I feel like we need to get some perspective. Absolutely. And I don't think that people who are, you know, in a professional space should be shading artists like that. <laughs> I, especially working. Matt, that is a spicy take. Yeah, I just, Given I just don't think everything. that, you know, if you're an impartial journalist, you know, or an impartial voice. I mean, we try very hard to be impartial on here. 
sometimes our biases do shine through and we're I like mean, only human for it but we do try very hard though. no but we're not, not yeah yeah we're not like you know we this is not our main source of income it's not really even a source of income so it's like yeah we're not we're not toting ourselves as professionals you know um and impartial voices but we do try very much to be so um and that's why you know we I can I can say that I can understand, you know, why somebody would be suspicious of somebody taking advantage of popularity of a K-pop group and artist. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, if you're going to be in a certain space, I feel like there should be less um, shadiness. I mean, that's why you have a personal Twitter and you, you, you can be shady on your personal Twitter. That's what I do. You know, <laughs> I just, you know, it just, it just makes sense to me. You know, like if I have a spicy take or like a, you know, whatever, I put that on my personal Twitter. I don't put that on the Nyan Twitter. I don't put that on the Soju Particle Twitter. I don't, I wouldn't do that, you know? Um, so I just, yeah, it, I just didn't think it was a very good look. Um, especially considering that, you know, once again, Jason Derulo is pretty well known internationally. He's not like, an up-and-comer new new artist you know like he has his own success in his own right so and the song was viral before bts got on it so i mean these points sort of point to like i don't know if it would have been a number one single but it would have charted pretty well i think because that tends to be what happens with tiktok success viral songs you know so yeah i don't know it just the whole thing was not a good look and i really do wish that we practice more the things that these artists are preaching in their music. So, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Sorry. Also, as an aside, yes. um, apparently um, some information has been released about who Ariana Grande is collaborating with on her new album and Certain oh. people were upset that she is not collaborating with BTS. That would be a very bad mix vocally. So I can see why she probably would not want to do that. Um, I'm sure that it'll happen in the future. Uh, but like, there's a reason why Ice Cream was with Selena Gomez and not with Ariana Grande. Uh, Selena Gomez and Blackpink are on the vocal level that makes that song work, I think. Uh, versus like an Ariana Grande who would outsing them for sure. And I think that could be also a problem if she did do song with um, a group that relies very heavily on autotune. So, yeah, that's my opinion on that one. <laughs> But it'll happen. I think it'll definitely happen. Ariana already seems to be in that space where she wants to take advantage of, like, the K-pop um, trend, in a sense. Um, so I can definitely see it happening. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's still, like, there are people that want to take advantage of it. But at the same time, there's still a hesitancy because... I mean, you know, we'll get K-pop fans. 
you know, I think there's still a kind of a hesitancy in getting involved in that with some people, but I don't know. When the Grammy nominations come out, I think we're going to see a lot more people wanting to collaborate. Oh, that's yeah. my recommendation. That, or that's my, uh, you know, my magic ball, <laughs> my magic eight <laughs> ball, um, sort of psychic intuition. I think that's what's going to happen here. So we'll see because the Grammy nominations should come out in November. Uh, okay, I think soon then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and all the predictions have. Um, k-pop groups being nominated so it's going to be very interesting to see like what the academy actually recognizes uh versus you know what people think the academy should be recognizing yeah. they <laughs> vowed to be more diverse and inclusive this year so i wonder if that maybe will make them more receptive to including a k-pop group so we'll see if a k-pop group gets album of the year before Beyonce I will riot <laughs> no. that's all I'm saying that's all I'm yeah, saying about I, that. I don't think they're ready to go that far in okay. being inclusive I think who knows yeah who knows I mean it's probably going to go to Taylor Swift for folklore this year anyways she always gets album of the year for some weird reason but yeah, yeah. it's gonna be very interesting to see how um those shake out I feel like that'll be a topic um when we when it happens so <laughs> yeah yes all right well we are nearing the end of our podcast is there any shout outs to be had um i guess i'll go uh shout out to the people protesting in nigeria in thailand um be safe uh been quite a year (laughs) uh so you know just be well everyone get if you need you know a time out take it it's definitely owed i am um very happy that we're nearing christmas christmas is my favorite holiday and i've been counting it down all year so i will definitely be jollier as we get closer to the date (laughs) and uh what I just want to do, shout out to New York Times bestseller, Jessica Jung for Shine. Uh, there's actually going to be some cool stuff coming with Shine and some other um, podcasts, some other K-pop podcasts. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And shout out to um, all the second gen actresses who are on Netflix these days. <laughs> I have been enjoying Private Lives, Startup, and Crystal is going to be coming soon, so I'm very excited about that. And then my last shout-out is to Golden Child. Actually, my second last shout-out is to Golden Child. I will definitely be um, giving your stuff a listen, and hopefully you'll be able to promote it if I really like it. And my last shout-out is... Wow, I actually totally forgot what my last shout out was going to be too. Oh, it's to Luna. It's to Voice um, by Luna because it is an amazing song. It's fantastic. Everyone should listen to 12, uh, but definitely Voice and the English version Star stand out. So, 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 so good. Something I would actually have expected from On Ice Circle, but it works very well with the group. So that's it for me.
Yeah, I just want to shout out uh, shout out to the spooky holiday, the second best holiday of the year, Halloween. Uh, get scared, but do it at home in the safety of your home. Um, I want to say to please keep Nigeria and Thailand in your thoughts and prayers. Um, if you have friends there, uh, friends who are formed there, make sure you are supporting them in any way you can. Um, and then I also want to shout out to TXT for having some pretty underrated props. And that's it. Yeah. Shout out to, um, one more, sorry. Shout out to, um, Baby Yoda for existing. We love you. Ash? Um, shout out to Rakaya and what was the other singer's name? Fatu. Fatu for yeah. holding it down for black women in non majority black spaces. And shout out to Jungkook's hair, which is apparently making a comeback. And he say it's he's letting it grow out. So did you see that he did a live version of My Time at their last live concert? I saw the photos from it. Look good. Look good. Um, I'm actually gonna look for for a video of that just now, actually, because I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say a last shout out to us. It's good to be back in Yay. in the space and having a good time and talking about K-pop. So, yes. Yay to us. Yes, and we're going to celebrate the spooky season together as well. I just made that up, but I hope we are. We Yay. do something around Halloween. That would be fun. Ooh, we could do maybe like a live stream of like the creepy Halloween music Halloween videos. music videos. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch Really Bad Boy again. <laughs> well, we get to watch Married to the Music. And oh we yeah, watch, we get to watch um, some like really good ones too. Yeah, TT, <laughs> TT as well. So yeah, we're gonna have a good time with that. I think. Okay, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna research like from the beginning of K-pop. I wish somebody would come out with like an actually like really scary one. Like not just when it's like, oh, here's a pumpkin, you know, something that's like actually like legit creepy and dark. Like I would be here for that. Loki, mm. blood, sweat, and tears was kind of like that, but <laughs> but it was kind of dark, but it wasn't scary. It wasn't scary, but it definitely had like a dark vibe. I want something that's like like just it'll have you sleeping with one eye open, kind of scary. Okay. Oh, I guess we can watch all, like a bunch of Dreamcatcher music videos because a lot of them are like that. Sure. Yeah. I, I prefer. I will say I prefer ghosts, but over ghouls and um, monsters. Hmm. So if you have anything with ghosts, I also like religious, uh, scary stuff. So like. Uh, you know, all of those movies that deal with like uh like the exorcist and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and I like um horror that's like classic slasher. I, I highly doubt any K-pop group has like an 80s slasher theme music video. Well, 
Married to the music is kind of weird. Yeah, like, I was about to say. His whole head gets chopped off. So I guess you have that. But it's not spooky. It's just cute. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to watch I, some dicks. So that will definitely get you in the spirit, uh, I think. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for that. And then our uh, the most beautiful moment in life two-hour movie <laughs> You know what? I feel like we're going to all have a very better understanding of the magic of BTS. Of BTS yes. Yeah, I mean, it might be Once just we learn the backstories. Yeah. We have to so, understand. Actually, yeah, stay tuned. Then, um, for all the listeners out there, um, if you might not know what we're referring to, but if you are a patron, um, we do live streams for on Patreon, well, on Twitch uh, for our patrons, um, and we go wild. <laughs> no, we we'd like to just kind of, you know, it's more of a free session where it's less like analysis and and commentary, and more just kind of cracking jokes, watching something together, and spending time together. So uh, it's yeah. a good time. And we don't do them often and we don't always announce them well. But this time we're announcing them way in advance. This episode is coming out what, on Friday and Halloween is in a week. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much well in advance for us. So um, we hope you decide to show up, pop in, say yeah. hi. To explain our Patreon, I guess, before we go. Uh, so we do have two tiers one is basic level it's a dollar a month and it has uh most of our like album reviews and things like that and then we have a three dollar tier which opens it up and we include a lot more mini sods on any topic that you guys want us to talk about we are willing to have a mini soda about um and just address and discuss and then we have our live streams as well too uh not every week um, but we do have them pretty frequently and they are through Twitch and we can watch music videos together. We can watch um, variety shows together. It's it's just like a good place to hang out and have a good time. This world has already been very rough this year. <laughs> so I feel like it's 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 a good safe space for, for you know, fans of K-pop, fans of us and just people who want to have a good time. And, you know, obviously you don't have to uh, support us in that way but if you can we would very much appreciate it we don't make any money off of this we do this from our own free will and our free time and uh you know things like mics cost money <laughs> so uh it would be really ha- grateful we would be really grateful if you could support us in that way or if you just wanted to do like a one-time donation that's also possible through our patreon um our links should be in our soundcloud and also on our twitter if you are very interested in that as well too don't feel if, if you know you're not able to um you can still communicate to us with us like that's completely okay you can reach us at um twitter which is at nyan edizens uh gmail which is not your average edizens at gmail.com it's not your average edizens on facebook and instagram as well and you know feel free to drop a line we're not scary i promise yeah <laughs> and, we're, and we're we're trying to come up with new things uh to you know more content for patreon we have a lot of content for patreon and a lot of stuff in the down the pipe coming down the pipe and we're you know trying to work on some other things to put on patreon as well so really look forward to that and uh 
Yeah. Um, and if you, if you to find our podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere that you get your podcast, we should be there. And if we're not, if there's a place you can think of that you think we should be on, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> uh, we are very communicative people and uh, we like talking to you guys. So yeah, feel free to comment and you know tell us what you think if there's any thoughts that you guys have on anything we talked about we'd love to hear them anything you want us to talk about we'd love to hear about it um and we also do polls for our album review where wherein i will roll a sometimes 30-sided die and uh <laughs> we will add those as options to a poll and then you guys can vote on what you want to hear us uh review so yeah it's been good. It's been nice. It's been yes. a fun episode. Whoa. All right. Sad slash fun. <laughs> <laughs> some bad stuff in here, but it was some good stuff too. So Yeah. All right. Well, if that's all, then thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.